And here we go. Welcome back to Snakes, Rats, and Goats, talking about Survivor, Winners at War, Season 40, Episode 7. I'm your co-host, Ryan Elder, and with me, as always, is... Oh, is that a cop? I oh, thought no. that was a dog. Um, oh, no. We've lost our guest to the coronavirus. <laughs> this is I'm Scott. so sorry. Do you want to restart? I, that was like a crazy time for a cough attack. Oh, we are definitely not restarting. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, Scott Chernoff, other co-host. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guests. Let's, let's get our guests in here right away since we've already heard from one of them. They are the co-hosts of Off Book Podcast, an amazing improvised musical podcast on Earwolf. Earwolf, right? Um, they mm-hmm. are Jess, Jess McKenna and Zach Reno. Welcome, guys. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Happy to Thanks. be here, but also be apart. <laughs> yeah. We're very physically distant yeah. and socially distant. Uh, I was already socially Scott and I have... Scott and I have seen, we've done this podcast for what, the last five, six years, and we've only seen each other twice in that period. <laughs> so very, we're pretty wow. used to doing this podcast apart from each other. I so. barely know what he very looks funny. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think we'd seen each other more before we did the podcast or since we Absolutely, started? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. No, way more times. Yeah, because we used to go to Channel 101 every month. Yeah. Anyways, okay. uh, let's talk to our guests instead. We always talk about ourselves. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Jess and Zach, thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us. We want to get into your history with Survivor because uh, this is sort of a unique situation. Normally, our guests know nothing about Survivor. Have we? Ever I wanted had, to have you both on. Have we ever had two guests at once, Ryan? Yeah, we had Wade and Willie once. Oh yes, okay, very excited. Have you ever had two guests whose first name started with different letters, though? No, no, we have not. That is that is new. It was against our new. policy okay. for several years. Yeah, I but you two both have very different um, histories uh, as Survivor viewers. So I that's hear. right. That's right. You hear correctly. And that no, I, that's true. I, I have good sources <laughs> of information. You two specifically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I have a, a long and storied history with Survivor that started this morning when I watched the first episode of Survivor that I've ever seen. I love <laughs> yes. it. So yes, good. we got him. We got him. <laughs> and yes. oh boy, do I have questions. Oh boy. oh boy, do we have answers. This is quite a season to be dropped into. So I, um, I consider myself a pretty big Survivor fan but I would say I fall a little short of like Die Hard. I um, have I watched maybe like the first mm, five or six seasons, and then I came back to it around like season twenty eight, and okay. I've so I've watched like the last 12, 12 seasons really closely. I have not yet done the like deep dive of going and watching the in between oh, seasons. So this season is spoiling the hell out of you. Well, it kind of is. I mean, a lot of those people have repopulated up in later seasons. And it isn't, you know, it's like I still know of a lot of them. um, Because the way they've been discussed. Were you so bummed to know about fire tokens now? Um, I we're still seeing what fire tokens will do. You know, we sure uh, are. This is the first thing. With fire what tokens, are they, guys? So <laughs> we don't apparently, know yet, really. They, apparently, they, they are. Them. They are instruments to uh, 
make people very greedy and get themselves voted out. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, so. no one knows what they are, right? Like, they don't right. know what they are. Right. But that's not, that's not unusual for Survivor, for them to, like, slowly implement twists that you don't yet know how you're supposed to play with it. And it's, I think, really compelling for a season of winners to to introduce, like, some sort of other component that they have to grapple with, but they don't yet know how much it'll matter. So they, uh, sorry, I'll just keep talking, but yeah, this yeah, is great. your podcast. Um, but- <laughs> this is how it goes? Are we doing it right? This is perfect, yep. <laughs> this is perfect. I want to know, before we get too deep into it, this being your first time, Zach, like, what was your overall impression of of this show? And then please feel free to pepper us with any questions you've got. I have a lot of questions. Um, okay. This show is, I think, not for me. It is, however, <laughs> a, sh- a show. And on this show <laughs> that sort of looks like it was filmed in the 90s, I don't know if that's just sort of because... Like, there's a camera crew on this island, but they don't always bother to be good at their jobs. So, like, sometimes the the people on Survivor... Like, I guess it's part of the, the fact that it's supposed to look gritty, I guess. I guess I don't really watch a ton of reality television and I don't really want to hate on this show. So I'm, I'm amping up my emotions you, here a little bit because I don't can feel hate strong. On it. Please it. hate on it. That's I don't, please, I don't please. know that I, I don't, I don't hate it really. Well, whatever your, your true baffling. opinion is. It was yeah, baffling. My, my true, my true opinion is that, um, I like the part where they play legends of the hidden temple. That part was good. Um, <laughs> I wish that there were sort of better costumes and like more like legends of the, the set of the legends of the hidden temple is better than the set of survivor. It's like more visually interesting than the big wooden bowl that they catch water in. Like there's no slime. You don't get to step mm-hmm. on like a cool light up board right. and an adult <laughs> in a probably culturally insensitive outfit doesn't sort of jump out at you and scare you and take your fire tokens <laughs> away. But at least we know what those tokens do. And I'm my prediction for these tokens is that I don't think they do anything. I think they're gonna get that- to the end of the season and be like, and this, <laughs> the twist, you all just like you got played by fire tokens. <laughs> That would be amazing. Here's my first question. I wrote down a couple and just feel free to answer these two. Um, Who the fuck is Wendell? And do we need to care deeply about Wendell? Because we're spending a lot of time talking about Wendell today. Yes, we did. We sure did. Um, Wendell is, he's wild this season. He, he was like, uh, um, he was a winner of truly my least favorite season I've ever seen. It was the most boring season of all time. Him and this guy, Dom, just ran the game the whole time. No one made any moves. They just, like, passively watched Dom and Wendell, like, walk through the game. It was very, very boring. Um, so we don't What was the name Wendell. of that season? What was the theme of that season? Do you gosh, <laughs> no. I don't even remember. Is that well, what they was were an showing under these people's names was the name of the seasons they were in? Was Blood yeah. yes. Water The name of the season yes. that, they wa- that they won, yes. Did you, Zach, did you happen to catch my favorite horrible-themed season ever, Millennials versus Gen X? Okay, yes. Oh, I, I love I, that season! I did see no, that. No, the season's good, oh, but the theme the is season. awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, to me, the worst truly... theme is, is Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. 
versus hustlers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a reprint of like a uh, no collar, white collar, blue collar, yeah. no collar. That was also bad. Which was yeah. also- um, blood versus water. Blood versus water, Zach, people had like family members that they had to like choose whether like family members were within the cast. So versus like, you know, the same blood is thicker than water. Oh, so it's so, not like one team is blood and one team is water. Everyone is both blood and water and has to decide. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Are these um, three so, teams on different islands or the same s- islands? Same, basically different. So they shoot two seasons back to back in Fiji, and they basically just like shift what part of Fiji they shoot, like what part of these islands they shoot on. And because they, they, the themes used to be like location based, you know, it used to be like Africa. <laughs> And then right. eventually they were like, no, we're just going to shoot them all in Fiji because it'll be like more efficient and we'll make it more focused on like the gameplay because earlier seasons had like a more variety of how hard the literal survival components were. And that aspect of the game has really fallen by the wayside. It's now much more about like how good you are at making these moves, how strong of a game player you are, how in- compelling your resume is, which is why this season is so awesome because there's this like incredible divide between people who've literally played like different styles of this game. And uh, Wendell won a very boring season and now he's <laughs> acting like he's the coolest shit of all time. And it's really sad because it's like you won literally the worst season. You maybe have like the least reason to feel cool of anyone and here. And you had like no like one. A, he's on a team with like Go his ex girlfriend. Yes, <laughs> and he's just being so weird and bad. And I'm really sad because as much as I didn't like that season, I liked Wendell. Um, Everybody liked like, Wendell. Everybody loved Wendell. Yeah, yeah, Wendell was super lovable. I don't like Wendell. Wendell, no, you out. don't. No, not he's anymore. Now. No, now he's a villain. They sure have been editing him to be a straight up villain. Yeah. It's crazy. I saw, there was one two- shot where he was, I guess, taking a bath, but he's just like half sitting in the ocean. And the, like yeah. the camera stood on that for a while because that's what <laughs> TV is now, I guess. Yeah, I would yeah. say, Zach, I don't agree with your critique of how this, this show is shot as someone who I guess maybe watches way more reality. Like, there's uh, a lot, a lot, a lot more production value in, in Survivor than most. And, you know, like, the... Really like The Bachelor? Because, like, The Bachelor, lo- and, 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 to be fair, I was watching this on um, a computer because that's where the link that was sent to me. So it was, like, smaller sure. screen, maybe that's part of it. But it it looked old. Like, it looked... Well, it looked- so it's supposed to look lived in, right? Like, they've been out there for... A long time, Swiss Family Robinson style. Everything's handmade, handcrafted, or whatever. That's the like aesthetic of the show, like the bone but pen that they write each other's names with. Exactly that. I mean, you know, they they somehow found a bone that they were able to inject <laughs> with ink, and then you know, uh, you know that that yeah. kind of thing is like. But no, you're That's right. Richard I get where you're coming bone. from. Yeah, exactly. That bone yeah. came from Richard Hatch's body, <laughs> d- so he is he a part. He is a part of the cast. <laughs> he is a part of the show this year. You guys, I, you guys have answered I, a lot of my questions. Um, I would yeah. love to see um, the like great animal uh, B roll they get, and I love imagining like oh, yeah. the, the oh. bee, like the team out just like trying to get bugs eating each other, or a snake coming out, or like a shark fin in the water. There's all these like tropes of animal B-roll that they get, yeah. which are so great. Well, I thought animal that... B-roll, which is one of my questions. 
Can you kill and eat the birds on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone killed and eaten a bird? I don't think, I'm well, besides chickens, they there regularly are, kill there chickens. There are some animals they're allowed to kill, but I don't know what those rules are. I've never heard that asked about the birds. I'm now I'm hoping the answer is yes. I you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it's been done. There are plenty of stories of people killing and eating wild animals on the show. One year they killed and ate a turtle and it was so graphic they couldn't show it on the show. Which oh season was that? I don't know. About that, that. that was um, Gabon. Oh, Corinne right. talks about it all the time. Well, and it's like she talks about it in the most graphic, disgusting terms you can remember imagine. Remember when Sandra in Game Changers desperately wanted to kill and eat a goat? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that goat. That was really crazy. But you know, with the with the B roll, I I loved the B roll last night of the animals, and I it fooled me because we were watching it, and my wife said, "Well, you know, it's praying mantis," because there was a lot of praying mantis. She goes, "The women, the females, the women, ah. the women praying mantises, you know, devour the males or something." Now, yeah, I don't know if she was right. <laughs> it's not like my. She is, you know, she is right. That's right. But it sounded right. It sounded right. So I was like, oh, Wendell's in trouble. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But they definitely, I think they were definitely, they were definitely trying to misdirect. Yeah. Also, um, Zach, so you know, they've, like, mm, I think we're only like three or four seasons in to them switching editors or something like that. Or like, there was some sort of switch that happened like three or four seasons ago because you used to be able to call way 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 more by the edit i don't know if they got new i don't know if they got new editors but i know they took a very different they started to take a different approach to the editing yes around around uh right after your least favorite season like around david yeah and even more interesting i thought they started taking more chances and really changing up their formula which was awesome yeah, Zach, we talk about the edit a lot, and and both of you, we talk about the edit a lot. Um, because this show is filmed entirely before it started, they start editing it, they can craft a narrative for the winner to tell the story of how the winner won the game. So in a lot of ways, we get little hints here and there about who the winner might be throughout the season. Yeah, but a week ago we were saying Yule was in the... Can I just talk about that before we get any further? No, uh, Just so you guys know. It. Scott and I, well, me in particular, I was convinced that Yule was the winning this season uh, because his edit was so spotless. But again, I have fallen victim to this classic thing they do where they over edit a strategic threat pre-merge who gets booted right before the merge. Yeah. They did it. They do it like almost every year. And I fall for it every freaking time. And this is a great example of it, right? Like Yule's. Yule's edit was so good up I until yesterday. It did oh, even man. during the episode. I was certain that Wendell was going away, and then Yule went away, and I really felt bad for Yule's ex girlfriend because she seems like she's in a bad place. Yule's ex girlfriend, Wendell's ex girlfriend, Wendell's ex girlfriend. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how yeah. Was she well, Michelle how... has an interesting arc. Go ahead. Because. Well, she, and she's touched on this herself, like she was sort of not a celebrated winner. So I feel like she has potentially an interesting narrative brewing that she feels like she has to have a more redemptive storyline. But Yule could still come back. I mean, one of them, 
Yeah, he put, he put mean, two of his coins in those boxes. You can never come back. <laughs> so, so this is the second time we've seen Edge of Extinction. Um, the first time I thought it was really boring. Um, this time it's like a lot more compelling because they there's a people there that we care about because they have pre-existing narratives, and b it's like all of the old school players. And there's been like little sub challenges on Edge of Extinction, which is really cool. That didn't happen last time. And last time, two people got back. Right, there was a midpoint reentry. Mm-hmm. Right, Rick Devins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the guy at the end who won. So I th- we sh- Yeah. What's his name? Exactly. <laughs> Does Actually, it what matter? Is Chris? <laughs> Chris. Yeah. So I think I think we should expect that at least one gets back in, if not two. Um, yeah, I think next week someone will get back in. And, and it could yeah. be cool. Well, I mean, do you want it? So I know. I know. Or it could be, you know who it is? Well, I don't know who it is, and I wouldn't reveal, and I don't want to know. I hate spoilers, but I do know, according to Jeff Probst, whether or not it happens next week. I just don't know if you guys want to know. Yeah. Oh, I see, I see, I see. You can tell me. Okay, if anybody does want to hear... About, you know, skip ahead 30 seconds. But Probe says that next week that the comeback challenge will be happening. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that that seems... But it wasn't like teased at all. Expected. The, the no, merge yeah. was teased in the preview. I think it was teased... Was it? Actually, because of how many colored lanes there were in the challenge <laughs> overhead okay. shot. I believe they were all different colors and there were enough for everybody on... I'd have to check again, but... Everybody uh, on the edge. Now, does Zach know what the edge is? Absolutely yeah, I don't know. not. Yeah. <laughs> the edge is everyone who's been voted out so far. It's uh, it's purgatory. They go there when they're dead, and they're going to have a chance to get back in the game. Well, that's actually not how purgatory works, Ryan. You don't get a life. chance to come back to Earth <laughs> from purgatory. Um, but I will... So. <laughs> There was the lady at the beginning of this episode who was just like, actually, I'm done with Survivor, and I'm actually yeah. going to go home now. I'm sorry, did you say who's that lady? Was that your question? <laughs> I guess that's well, the sort of follow-up question. Well, he said it was the lady. What, who's the lady who started the episode lady? by quitting Survivor? Well, before we oh, tell you, I yeah, wanted Zach, to know, like, yeah, what would you make of that lady? Here's everything I know about this lady. No one likes her so much that she wants to quit Survivor so bad because she's not having a good time with her friends on the fun island. She (laughs) uh, played herself by giving away something to someone, and that was a mistake. And then she quit Survivor, and I think I don't like her. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. Would it surprise you, Zach, to find out that she's one of the greatest players all time of all time? It would shock until this season. (laughs) The only person who's ever won twice until this the end of this season. Uh, She's known as the queen for good reason. Amazing player, amazing wait, 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 television. Wait, 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 wait. So uh, during this episode, when everyone was being like, they got rid of the queen, they were talking about that person? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's baffling to me. That I did not put that together. I was like, who is this queen they, they got rid of in episodes past? Because surely I have not seen them yet. But I guess all that I have seen was like a woman who walked into a camp of friends with a torch and was like, 
they were like, oh no. And she was like, yeah. And then you're like, are you quitting? And she was like, yeah, I quit. And then she left. And that's what I saw of her. Yeah, she's incredible. This is the fourth time she's played, right? True. Yep. Yeah. So she she played twice and won. Only player to do that, um, as Ryan was saying. And then she played this season Game Changers, um, which was like a mix of winners and people who just were real, like maybe close to winning or were really compelling players. It was a good season, but she got voted out. Um, at, and it's like to be expected. It, it, there's a point in the game where like if you are a returning player, you just have a massive target on your back. So that's like no real shame that she didn't win that season. And she saved, she usually doesn't play with emotions at all. And she like reached out to save this woman, Denise. And then Denise, like to her credit, played an incredible move and voted her out. Um, And she's awesome and beloved and the queen. And the reason why it was like, kind of a baller move for her to not stay at the edge of extinction is she literally is terrible at challenges, which I think is great because they can get sort of, they're sort of the shiny thing of being good at survivor, but uh, like there's tons of classic players who are great at challenges, but have never won because it's just, especially as like the years have gone on, that's less and less a part of the game. Mm. And she's just so good at all the other components that like, Literally, when they have to have a player sit out, it's always her because she's just like, I'm bad at like these physical challenges and puzzles, whatever. Like, is Edge of Extinction like more about puzzles than other versions of no. the No, it's just that their only chance to get back in is to beat everyone uh, else on the Edge of Extinction in a it. challenge. And got she's it. like, There's no way I'm going to beat Tyson or Rob or like any of these like badass players who are here. These are literally all other legends, all other legends who are better at challenges than her. Like every single person there is better at challenges than her. Wow. And she just knows that. So she's like, no way. I'm the queen. I'm, I got to get out of here. And she's, I mean, flawless. And, you know, Jessica, like no I, I couldn't agree more. What, it did, well, <laughs> because we heard from this one woman, Parvati, who doesn't particularly like her. Um, but uh, I think in general, I in general, she's fairly well-liked. But... This woman, Parvati, who was the one who was saying, um, oh, much to my delight. The only thing that made my vote off better was knowing that Sandra also got voted off. She is also considered to be one of the greatest players of all time. And the two of them have a bit of a rivalry that I don't think we've seen play out much on the show. But supposedly, like, outside of the show in terms of who gets to be the queen of Survivor. There's a bit of a rivalry. Yeah, I mean, so Parvati got second place to Sandra when Sandra won her second time. So, it, you know, there's kind of no love lost there as a result. But I got to say, I agree with you, Jessica, a thousand percent. Now, you what you don't know is that both Ryan and I are huge, huge fans of Sandra as well. I adore Sandra. I was heartbroken when she got voted out because I saw, I was like, no, don't, don't give your idol away. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't veer from your core strategy of anyone but me. We talked about that, but like I completely agree. Look, the Edge of Extinction is dumb. It's produced some good content this year, but it is, as it relates to the game of Survivor, it is not the game of Survivor. It is not the game she signed up for. It's not a game she'd be good at. Just zero chance of getting back in the game. Why should she sit there and waste away and starve and suffer? For Sandra, one of the things that we all love about her is she's all business. She's not there to 
for an adventure. She's not there to have fun. She's not there for anything other than making the money. And she just looked at it and was like, well, I'm not going to make the money. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't blame her. And plus, she was like out you all there on, me on, saying on, mean things about your very good friend. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think the impression you got of her, Zach, was very um, natural based on what you saw. I think you would probably love her I probably too. Would have, for if context, you saw what we've seen. Probably would have helped us. Yeah, probably would have helped us seen. I truly just feel like I was seeing the reaction shot from the last episode with her. Right. Well, we prefer no context on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's the fun. Well, yeah, I've got some more you. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the Perfect. scary whispering. What language is it in and what are they saying? Oh, my God. Can I? I could rant about this all day. Enough with the vocals. You mean that? Yeah. Very so, good. You guys are into music. You guys are musicians. Too many vocals on this show now, right? Am I wrong? I mean, I, I mean that the t- they did it twice in this episode, and both times it to- it basically made me stop in my tracks and be like, "What is this? Like, what is, is it? This- cultural appropriation? Yes, it that was wrong, my my right? first thought was like, <laughs> is this a real language? If so, what language? If so, what are they saying? Because the alternate version is, is this not a real language? Which would be insane, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, I won't say the company, but when I was back in my advertising music days, I worked on a massive, massive project for a gigantic multi-billion dollar corporation where they wanted like a African style orchestral inspirational piece in the background. And we literally just, we, I'm not joking. We had the receptionist write the lyrics and it was just like, come up with fake syllables. Like, oh no! It was not no. at all I related know. to. It was bad. I mean, granted, this was in the early two thousands. So, well, I wanted you know, whatever, but it was so bad. I have a surprise for you, Ryan. That receptionist wrote the lyrics for Survivor. She is now. She's <laughs> no, the world's top nonsense language <laughs> songwriter. Great. It's really similar. Yeah, it's the same shit. Well, in, in the twist is the reception uh, the, was writing a real language and no one knew. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, there's yeah. uh, it's a little bit like I don't know how familiar. I mean, I'm a, a nerd also about Star Wars, and there's that song "Duel of the Fates," and it's like ah, last oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's in Sanskrit. Lamana. I mean, it just it makes no sense. <laughs> He's gonna kill Qui Gon. Hang on. Sorry, go ahead. One at a time. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't tell. Is that nonsense words that they made up? On Survivor? No, no, no. No, on Star on Star Wars. No, it was in Sanskrit. It was actually according to John Williams. Because I was going to say. He wrote lyrics and yeah. had them translated into Sanskrit. So I'm I'm giving Survivor Final the Fantasy benefit does of that. Uh, yes, I hope you are. Final kind. Fantasy does that. Final Fantasy writes in Latin all the time when it does music like that of of a similar, okay, yeah. um, like Star Wars, not like Survivor. This isn't the podcast where I talk about Final Fantasy. It's where we talk about Survivor. Well, no, this is the podcast where we talk about Latin use in Final Fantasy. It's really mm-hmm. specific. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's a what? segment. We have that coming up, so don't worry. At one point, one of the women in this show said, there are big targets in very small space places. And that's a sentence that doesn't mean anything. And I was like, <laughs> try to figure out what that meant. Yeah, there's some big targets in very small places. And I was like, what could that possibly mean? It's like being a big um, fish in a small pond. Yeah, yeah I don't totally remember that moment, but I have to guess that they're talking about Denise or no. Yeah, there was a whole bit where they were talking about Denise being a big target now. Tony is convinced that due to Denise's big play, she's now a big target. Everybody else is still convinced that Tony's the big target. There's a lot of talk about I, the size of your target. I thought, for sure. I thought and like as part of the small, metaphor. Go for it. I thought the small places meant like there are big targets on now the tribes are all so small that there's exactly. nowhere for them to hide. But I have a question. Is Tony, why is Tony such a big target? I mean, I know he won his first season as they all he, did and he was awesome. Yeah. I don't, I think he's just like, I think what they really are talking about is this like idea that it's, it's important to keep around shields and, Right now, like almost all the shields are almost all the people who are considered like giant targets because they're legends, they've all been voted out. So now you have this category of big threats who are good shields because they like make a lot of noise. You know, like I don't think Tony is in the same league as Parvati, Sandra, Rob, but I think that he's in a different type of category of like. Someone who's not going to be shy. He's going to draw a lot of attention to himself. He's really boisterous. Like, he he has no game that is, like, going under the radar. And at this point, I think that that is, like, now that's the next category of of threats that they probably don't want to get out because then, then there won't be any shields left. Like, who could you even – if Jeremy got rid of um, Tony, like, who would be in front of him, especially at the merge, Right. Like don't I mean I feel like um, so Zach Kim, there's like maybe? a pacing thing to the game yeah yeah there's a pacing thing to the game where you keep people who are good at challenges in before the merge so that your little baby tribe your little sub tribe doesn't have to go to tribal because the best way to stay in the game is to just not go to tribal so the whole first part of the game you want to keep in people who are physically strong people who are good at puzzles people who are fast so that your tribe doesn't have to go to tribal council once the merge happens now it switches to individual immunity and that's going to happen next week and that is when the game completely shifts and now you start going after all those people. So you want to make sure that you're not the only strong person, like physically strong left in the game. You want to have like, if you can keep another strong person around okay. because then you'll be like shielded by them. Right. Cause they're stronger than you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to like I, I, draw the eye of Sauron to be like, look over here, look over here. And that's what I think Tony does. People just are like, I don't know. He's kind of loud. He's like, brash he's he's not like reliable in the right way let's like just get him out yeah i uh, just i get the sense that you've been wanting to tell all this to zach for a long time <laughs> it's like really fun yeah. for you to be- <laughs> i'm not going to tell anyone about it at any point but yes uh it's funny to like uncover a layer of something zach and i have not talked about so <laughs> yeah well you guys did an episode that was an improvised episode of the show survivor basically yes, it was right like Hungry in survivor, Lost survivor games with Beth Appel. It's yes, and yes. Beth also loves Survivor, 
And Zach was like, mm, I need to layer on like Lost and Hunger Games so that I can add some specifics. And <laughs> Beth and I were like, we could just talk about Probst. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very fun and a fun blend of like two of us who know and love it and Zach who does not and was bringing in other sort of like island stories of survival. I love, I love islands. I'm all about islands. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't like the show then. New Horizons. That's an island right oh, now. Oh, yeah, me too, man. Are you me really? Too. I'm going to get that switch yep, we'll you off there. We'll, all right, we'll talk about that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, Google so. Google language the chanting is in? Someone must know. Let's do that. Um, but <laughs> in the meantime, I want to talk about, uh, I want to, let's talk about Yule's like, let's talk about Yule's mistakes here. Um, and I think they're pretty obvious to me, at least. But I think Yule is just too freaking smart and unable to not be smart. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he can't turn it off. It was sad to watch him, like, fly too close to the sun. A it true, seemed like, it seemed true like, Icarus moment. Yeah. Even from what little I saw, it seemed like Wendell was on his way out. And then Yule was like, but what if we could get those fire tokens from him before we got him out? God, and that seemed like a goddamn tokens. That's what got those Sandra out. Those tokens we too. all know and love so much, even though we Greedy don't know for what the they're token. for. Yeah, they presumably they're going to be used to gain some sort of advantage in the game at some point. But, but yes, you're right. We don't know what they're for. What they were good told twist that. would it be? It would be fantastic if it was just worthless. It'd but be, they did tell them at the beginning be of the game. They could be traded for uh, like blankets or food or eventually for an advantage in the game, which is what people are hoarding it for. And then people who are on the edge of extinction in purgatory are they can use them to also for food, but or for uh, an advantage in the challenge that gets you back into the game. Yeah. So I have so I have a Boston Rob. Oh yeah, sorry. Tell Go me ahead, about yeah. Boston Rob, the man who runs up mountains so good. <laughs> that's right. So Rob, that's his legacy. Yeah, he. That's. I mean, you know, that is what he is known for the most. That um, was a fantastic scene, though, and the way they revealed that he found. Oh, I loved that. I loved really good. Speaking really of the good. way they've changed up the editing, I loved that, and I loved that Tyson was was trashing Robin, saying that he's a portly gentleman or something. So well, Rob, I know Rob. Rob got up there quickly, but he's a portly, a portly gentleman, and he didn't think Rob could get any. And I loved the reveal later. Yeah, amazing. Oh, that was amazing. You know, that's one thing that Survivor doesn't do very often is withhold information and then give it to us in a flashback like that. Um, it's something that other reality shows, especially famously the Korean reality show The Genius, does amazingly where they build 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 to like a really crazy unexpected event and then they go you you let's see why that unexpected event happened and they show you all the stuff they haven't shown you yet and so like that was like a really fun little moment of like genius style editing here where rob uh, i loved that and it was one of those things where like i was when i watched it last night for the first time i was watching it with a bunch of people on zoom so the audio wasn't ideal and the video wasn't perfect and i kind of missed that he that they were going flashing back to, to him finding them. So I thought he just found them after everybody else gave up. But when I rewatched it today, I was like, oh, that's 
freaking amazing. I love that. Yeah, it was oh, so dude. great. And, and he kept it secret, whereas Tyson told everybody that he found Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Tyson, he's so funny when he's... <laughs> you know, one thing that uh, I think, Zach, you would love Tyson because he has a... There's a certain sort of disdain for the for the bureaucracy of the game that Tyson seems to have last week, he found a fire token and he immediately spent it on a jar of peanut butter instead of saving it for an advantage in the game. A jar of peanut butter that, that he hid and just like scooped out servings of himself with a seashell because he knew it would keep his mental game strong to be doing anything sneaky and also like his physical game strong to have the calories. But he was like, this is going to really cheer me up. So I'm going to hide this peanut butter. <laughs> Just going to immediately spend this on peanut butter. It was great. Okay. How great was it that okay, when Justin. Rob like just jumped up and started running up the hill before anybody. And then they all followed and they were like, are we just going to leave the rice burning on the, oh, well, <laughs> let's go. And then I don't know if you caught this. You might not have on your Zoom Amber stayed behind. Yes, Amber was like, well, I'll stay and take care of the rice. (laughs) (laughs) What a window into their marriage. Rob will do it. (laughs) Zach, by the way, Rob and Amber, who are both on Edge of Extinction, are married. Is Rob the one who ran up the hill, or is that a different Rob? No, that's the same Rob, yeah. So he like ran up the hill to get fire tokens and Amber stayed back to tend the rice. I mean, that, sexist, that but yeah, I tells you everything it. about that, <laughs> about that marriage. You might need to know, but she's, but she, if she's here, that means she's also one, right? Yep. Yes. Did they, yeah, but think- Are they both one survivor? No, no, no. They fell in love on survivor. The season that she won, they fell in love on. He got second to her. He proposed at the reunion show and then he played two more times and finally won on his fourth try. I love them. They're my, I love, they're my new favorites of the survivor. People. Yeah. Well, a better that's, couple than Michelle. and Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. I don't love their traditional gender roles. <laughs> you know, I think that he would have like loved for Amber to run. It's not like he said, Amber, you get the rice. Of course. You know, I'm I, sure think, I think Amber wanted like, rice. Yeah, I think also Amber's been on the edge of extinction way longer, so I think yeah, she yeah, might yeah. understand the, the real um, dire need to maintain those calories. Um, and Rob didn't have to do that horrific log challenge, so I think she she probably was also like, I mean, you all are crowding this trail anyway. I'll pull the rice off. Like it'll take me two more yeah, seconds. She has been up that mountain uh, at least a uh, you know a hundred times. Oh, you think she shared the rice with people later or did just eat it herself? No, definitely shared it. I just think she knew not to uh, ruin a batch. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you you have to go up the mountain to get the rice every day anyways, you know? Like, she's going to have to go up there anyways. Um, so, Rob has three fire tokens. Let's do a fire token count here. Um, Love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Natalie has three fire tokens on Edge of Extinction. Who? I thought she had four. She might have four. I don't I remember. Think she's got four. Wow. I don't remember okay. either. I think. Tyson now has one. Tyson has one, uh, but also peanut butter. That's right. right. Ethan has one. Uh, Danny has one. Amber has one. Is, am I missing There anyone? you go. Yule has none. 
Well, yeah, he just got there. You put his in boxes, or was that not that? What was the yeah. thing at the end so, with the boxes with the names on them? Right. Yep. Everybody started the game with one fire token, and when they get voted out, they can will it to someone still in the game. They Excuse me, Je- Jessica, the word is bequeath. You're right, you're right. That's, that's right. the word we've gone. We decided to go with this um, They have to bequeath their token to someone who's still yeah. in the game. And then there have been additional ways for them to earn back or re-earn fire tokens on Edge of Extinction through various various little like challenges that show up by that little sale in the morning or random time. So some of them have earned fire tokens on Edge of Extinction, but when they leave, they had to bequeath it, which is why some people in the game have multiple ones because people who've been voted out have, have bequeathed them. Do you know that you get them when they get bequeathed to you or are they hidden in those boxes until you get the box later? They you show know up them like the your, next morning. They, yeah. They show they, up in your bag. They just okay. magically show up in your bag the next day. You don't know who gave it to you, but you assume that it was the person who was just voted out. Um, um, speaking yeah. of which, Michelle gave Wendell a fire token yeah, after. Yeah, what was up with that? That seems dumb, right? But That's weird. I mean, it worked. Like, why is she so? Like, I don't know what's going on with that relationship. That whole like, tribe confuses me. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. also don't know if, I think if you will ever really had a shot. I'm sorry. Like, did he? Like, was it really because he started talking about the fire tokens or was this or were they already thinking like Yule's just too smart? He's too big of a threat. We have to get rid of him. And there's something going on with Wendell and Michelle. She's still very attached to him. I mean, she calls him babe and everything all the time, even though she he wronged her and they're not dating anymore and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And can I point out that Michelle should have been a dead person walking this this vote because those three guys were so tight. All we were shown was how tight those guys were. How how is she not even an option? That blew my mind. I was like, Michelle is killing it this season. Just killing killing it. it, But will her, but will her um, desire to have some sort of resolution with Wendell be her downfall? Because I don't, I mean, they keep, suggesting that she she keeps saying well i'm not gonna play with i i don't feel beholden to him i could get rid of him whenever i want and yet yeah. she's giving him she, fire tokens keeping him in the game yeah. i ahead, think she Jeff. maybe knows to hold him through the merge because i think also they everyone must be able to see that om- almost all the old school players are yeah. are gone and so there's really like a good chance for new alliances and new numbers to happen at the merge. Whereas I think if there had been more of a blend of old school, new new school getting voted out, then that maybe would have been the natural alliance at the merge is old school and new school coming back together. Cause I haven't seen a lot of important bonds made cross generationally. Like maybe you were yeah. reaching out to Michelle and Nick was like the closest we have really gotten to that. Yeah. You and Sophie a little bit a in little the very bit. first episode. Yeah. But like but that's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So I think like at this point, you know that the post merge is going to be mostly a new school game anyway. And it's good to have a, someone who's maybe perceived like a, a threat, like Wendell still in the game for one or two more rounds so that you can, you know, maybe also be responsible for his vote and have that on your resume. Cause you know, Michelle this time is super cognizant of having a more impressive resume. I feel yeah. like it's possible that this whole season would have been different if, 
uh, when Danny freaked out in episode two, if yeah. her old school alliance had just kept her. I, I think you're right. They might have been able. I mean, they still didn't have the numbers, but they had someone like Adam who they could easily try to vote out instead. I mean, yeah, they just like I'm torn because there's this whole like, oh, the, the old school players, they can't keep up. And I heard Rob Sesternino complaining about this, and I totally agree with him like that. I think that's that sounds like bullshit to me. It doesn't you know, so who cares if you played once a long time ago? You could walk into the game new and never having played. You can catch up with the pace. I mean, yeah. that seems like a red herring to me. And yet, maybe not because did the old school players, so to speak, have this mentality of like, we could get rid of Danny now and we'll have down the line, we'll be able to do our thing. And that is sort of an older school way of playing the game, whereas the newer school players are like, yeah, let's just get rid of people right now immediately. Yeah. I think also they just, they've spent too much time being revered by, it's not called like Bachelor Nation, but like Survivor Nation. Like they, I think they're blinded by a little bit of ego, whether they know it or not. Like, it's not like, it's not like Nick has super fans, but Rob does. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think that like they look at, they look at players like Nick and Michelle and, Wendell and uh, Sophie and they're like well who cares so you won in a new season or like Adam okay you won in a season full of mostly young people like who who are these people I won and I've been I'm like a legend there's literally been a statue made of me like (laughs) I think they're just I just think they didn't take the new players seriously at all uh, for way too long I agree with that I think also editorially, it behooves the show to edit the old players as being out of touch and the new players as having like a firm grasp on the new way to play the game because they're not going to be airing old episodes. They're going to only be airing new episodes and they want people to watch those new episodes going forward. So saying, hey, the new game is better is just better marketing, right? Hey, I That's got true. news for you. The show might be over. I know. I know. Well, we definitely will talk about that. This might be the last uh, season, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean that—that that was it. That was the end of my my statement. But um, sorry to bring us down. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. So they've postponed the filming of the next two seasons, uh, potentially until much later in the summer. And uh, I mean, I heard cat. Go ahead. I heard casting was a nightmare because a bunch of people who had agreed to be on it were like, I don't know, should we do this? Should I bow out or whatever? And they were like, Okay, we'll just move it. And it just makes sense to move it anyways. But you think, Scott, that it may not ever come back? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly not hoping that. I just feel like, okay, first they said we're going to start, that we're postponing it by like six weeks or so. Now they're just postponing it till God knows when. And I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't, I, this is, I know Survivor for me is one of our only distractions from what's really going on in the world. But like, you know, I don't think the country's going to be up and running by Easter like another reality show star I, that you might be familiar with says. <laughs> I, I just don't know when this crap is going to end. I don't know how long, when it's going to be considered safe. I think that yeah, life I mean, is going yeah, to I agree. change. I, 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 life I would, is going to change in a major yes, way. Right. Even when it's declared safe, nobody's going to feel safe for a long time. And if enough time goes by, 
<clears throat> at what point are they just going to be like, well, I guess we're not doing it anymore. No, hmm. Knowing almost nothing about the show, knowing only what you have told me today and the one episode that I've seen, it's still like, it's still very popular though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Then I would yes. say this. It'll be back. It will be back because one of the first TV productions to pick back up when things can film again, it will always be reality TV. It just happens faster. They can do it um, cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So if there if they if there's a world in which they can still make money doing Survivor, there will be Survivor. Well, I guess my question yeah, is: Will there will there be a world where they can still make money off of it or not? I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I hope I mean, so. There, I sure there, hope are, so. there are teens playing um ultimate frisbee in a park near me like as we speak. Just def- like there will be people that will go on survivor if that's what you're wondering about. There are people that are fully ignoring well, but, the world around. But will it right be now. funded? I mean, will the they they have to get insurance to do it and you know, so there's yeah. some, some obstacles there well, until they But also if it's I assume that we will get to a point where we like know countries that don't have it. And then probably people just get tested before they can go there and yeah. have to have like you know a where... added part of like a screening process. But, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm so glad easy that to make sure that people do or don't have it an Island. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I'm so glad that this season wasn't just a random season because if it yes. does end, yes. or even if it's just an extended break, this season is like a culmination. This is yeah. At least we got this season for sure. That's what I was saying to Ryan before we started. Is like if this was last season during this pandemic, oh. I maybe would just have. I maybe would have just had to stop watching. It would have just been like too. The fact that this yeah. was like such a great season with so many people that we like know and love. Um, I think it's it's beautiful, well, perfect a- timing. That's a great point because if that was this last season, if 39 was happening now and then they had to postpone indefinitely, I think there'd be an even greater chance of it never coming back. True. If last season was the last one before this pandemic, you're right. Yes. You're right. Uh, Zach, to fill you in, there was a really uncomfortable Me Too, some Me Too style drama in the last season season that really made it hard to watch. Is this the stuff that got revealed after the show had already been filmed? No, it happened during the show. Oh, no. Bad. Yeah. It was terrible. Bad, bad, bad. It was very, very bad. bad and very poorly handled. Very and, poorly uh, handled. really, really sad. It could have been handled after the first yeah, episode, I mean, and it could have been a, a decent season. But they let it play out until basically over the course of the entire season. Ew. But, Ew, I will say this, television? though. <laughs> uh, Jess, you, you might get a kick out of this i went to a viewing party of the very first episode the premiere of that season the party was hosted by dan uh, what yeah it was real awkward it was at a bar luckily and there was someone else hosting their party there as well uh chelsea was hosting her party there as well and it was like it was like me and a bunch of people i invited and we're just watching this whole scene where dan is like inappropriately touching someone and we're like holy shit he's in the other room over there like it's just, it was dead fucking silent. That it was is crazy. so insane. We, th- I mean, we've talked about this before. We think that he must have, he must have thought that none of this was going to make the air. Yeah, I don't know how he yeah. could have thought that. Like, how would his ejection from the game at the very last minute be? That's explained? crazy. 
<clears throat> that is so they, crazy. Yeah, I think they said. I think they probably told him when he was out there. Hey, we'll just say you were a, you had a medical issue or something. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You oh, think that's just, awkward, Ryan? Oh, Dan Stilo is my Dan is my manager. No, no, <laughs> still. <laughs> <laughs> no, except he's not. If my real manager is oh, listening, <laughs> which I'm sure she is not. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, he's not. But wouldn't that be great? I just want to know why isn't your manager listening to this, Scott? I mean, I don't think my manager is even aware of this. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't want my managers to anyway. know about this. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, what haven't we talked about? What do we need to cover? Tony's a good sprinter. Um, Tony made the merge. How about that? Tony headline? made the merge. How, How about, about that, that headline? That's guy? a good headline. I mean, look, oh. we have to hold on to something here, right? I mean, you I came back question. with with season twenty eight, right, Jessica? Sorry, is that so? That's you came in no, on no, Tony. Yeah. What a great yeah, season to right. hook you back to hook you back into Survivor. I mean, one of the best seasons so, ever. So that's, Zach, what's that's your how, how it's been. I'm sorry, Zach. What's My your question? My question is: Does the man who does the announcing for the Legends of the Hidden Temple section? Always do it by sort of wandering around in a field, just yes. shouting at the people to whom yes. he's That's like narrating it to them. That's a wild choice. Like, <laughs> yeah. it is, it's totally insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and also every single time, Zach, he says, Come on in, guys. Oh, yeah. He has like 50 catchphrases. <laughs> Come by on the way. into no his, joke. this field. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd and he, oh, that. by the way, he also looks at his feet every time he says, "Come on in, guys." Yeah, every time. I Ed, well, I have two children, guys, and and at bath time, I often, I often shout across the house, <laughs> "Come on in, guys!" <laughs> I love that. And do you narrate the bath? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ellie trying to work that soap. <laughs> it's yeah, so funny. It slipped it's right like, out of her hand. It slipped like, right out of her hand. <laughs> it's just Go so ahead, funny sorry. to me because, like, us the viewers watching it later, like, honestly, it makes sense to have all that commentary going but like to be a fly on the wall there it's just a man standing like near you narrating what you are doing to you and it's very crazy yeah wasn't it who said last yeah. night was it when wendell who said don't pay any attention to him yes <laughs> yeah wendell loves talking shit during the challenges this season it seems like I wonder if they if he did that last time and they just cut it all out. Man, it's like how is he so different? But you know, Wendell, yeah. like this whole thing when he, when he was like, "I need probes, I need probes." I don't know why that was seen as showboating. The guy lost no. the challenge his his first season because he didn't get Jeff's attention. Exactly. He had, he had solved the puzzle and he just stood there looking oh, at yeah. it. And then Jeff was like, "You didn't call me over." I forgot about that. That was crazy. Is that yeah, a part so of he had every you reason. The thing, and then you also have to get Jeff Probst's attention. Apparently yes. so. Apparently, yeah. Well, it was some sort of unspoken like rule, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, how about we go to the tape to determine who wins, you know? Got some, got a few cameras out there, but this challenge, by the way, was, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll sort of editorially craft a tight ending like that, but this one legitimately seemed close. 
because Jeff commented on how close it was, yeah. which he, he never does, right? Uh, um, unless it's really close. I feel like there were, he often there were also wide shots. Go ahead. I mean, I feel like in this one, there were wide shots, though, where it looked like they were both putting the last one right. or two pieces into the puzzle. Yeah. I like that they, part a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, that, you know... There is a certain like a certain subset of our new the people, our guests that we have on the show that have never seen the show that love the challenges and the challenges are fun. They're like definitely never going away. They're a huge part of the show. But frankly, Scott and I could like give or take them like For I sure. fast forward through them a lot when I'm watching. I never so, fast like, forward. I mean, I might on a rewatch. Ninja Warrior. Yeah, they it's, are kind of Ninja Warrior-y, especially to me, that later ninja, on. The Ninja Warrior, though, I've watched it. It gets boring to me because also it's the same challenge over and over. Right. I just yeah. want to do it, though, is the thing, which is the same of like the like for me, I guess these shows are most effective when you are when I want to do the thing that you are doing. But I guess that's not generally what Survivor is about. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it is, though. Like, that's a huge part of it. People who are really good at challenges are revered. They never win, but they're revered amongst fans, especially the more casual sort of Facebook crowd fans. Love, 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 love the long-haired hippie archetype who's really good at challenges. (laughs) Yeah, Joe, Ozzy. Which, uh, who would have ever thought that the long-haired hippie would be an archetype of a strong physical challenge competitor. Well, Scott, they spend all their time out in the woods alone. <laughs> of course they're going to be good at these parlor games. I knew a lot of long-haired hippies in college, let me tell you. <laughs> All we were doing was sitting I mean, in the woods smoking weed. But you can't look past the uh, the amazing challenge performance by Christian in oh, right. Yeah. So was- yeah, one style of challenge is an endurance challenge where they literally just have to be in a like painful position for as long as possible. A uh, good example is on Australian Survivor, they literally just had to plank for as long as possible. And two guys did it for like two hours. Oh but one God. season, this really nerdy, he's literally a rocket scientist. Robotics. 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 Yeah. Yeah, he, he was doing a challenge like that and he just filibustered the whole time about random shit. And he, he won. for like four hours straight, right? It was really long. Yeah, yeah. really long. No, it, it was, was awesome. awesome. That was one of the Wait, greatest just, I don't, challenge moments. I guess I don't understand the rules of that challenge. Well, you had to like stand on a small platform, and you, you was just like, how long can you stand on this platform, basically? He had to and so have it's his like arm Was it one where you had to have yeah. an arm raised? And like, yeah. if you moved yeah. your arm, it was attached to a rope with a bucket of water or something. That would dump on you, and so the person who and could just to help keep his focus. own focus, yeah, just yeah. to keep his own focus and to sort of like not allow others to zen out. He just spoke uh, the whole time, and it was so he, great. I thought he like stood on a metaphorical platform the whole time. And he sort of like <laughs> gave that well, that too. that too. That too. Part of it too. Oh man, I love Christian. Yeah, he was great. Let's do some quick hits of things we did. There's some people who slipped, like Denise slipped right back under the radar this week. Um, but let's talk about that tribe, like Denise, Jeremy, who's been 
I mean, he's a major threat, but he's always like nobody seems to. Everybody, in fact, loves him. Nobody wants to vote him out. And now Kim is gravitated to them. Tony, you know, these four, they say they want to be the top four, but it's really that core three. Is this our final three? I doubt it, but could be. That that I I would love that right I mean <laughs> like Kim and Denise are like two of my biggest winner picks this season preseason because and well, Scott you as you know yes yeah Ryan uh, picked Denise and I picked Kim as our preseason picks to win so seeing them team up is new for us but or will yeah. the final three come from the tribe we saw the least of tonight because they've been a winning machine uh, uh, Yara. Which, by the way, we've gone a few weeks with the Yara tribe. I've never mentioned that I used to date a, a girl, named, a woman named Yara. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, and she's got a whole tribe. Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was pronounced Yara. It's also, a character in Game of Thrones. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. Yes, uh, but her name was pronounced Yara, um, because it, just to make it more confusing. But the team of like Sophie, um, Sophie, Sarah, and Ben. Plus Adam, who's on the outs. Like I feel like we've got a two competing core three. One core three just blew up, self-destructed. But is there a core yep. three? Is it basically trios of we've got Wendell, Nick, and Michelle. We've got mm-hmm. Denise, Jeremy, and Kim, and then we've got Sophie, Sarah, mm-hmm. and Ben. And that just yeah, leaves yeah. Adam and. Uh, Tony and the person from Edge of Extinction. It's going to be an interesting merge. There's there's going to be no very clear lines of who's with who. Alliance lines are going to be shifting a lot, I bet. I think the post-merge might be insanely fun this season. The only thing that I regret is that there's like no legendary old school players anymore. But could be a great post-merge. Hopefully. Sophie is now the, well, the most senior person as from season 23 yeah well they also a legend could get back in so so who do we think is going to get back in i still think it's natalie god i hope it's natalie i love that it's got to be yule right the only one whose name i know (laughs) (laughs) well come on you know boston rob now boston rob didn't get kicked out though he got kicked out last week or Several yeah, weeks ago. Everybody who was who was oh, in that scavenger hunt. Everybody on that 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 group that was running around the mountain looking for fire tokens has been voted out. And they are in the purgatory island. Oh. Yeah. I didn't put that together that those people weren't at the Legends of the Hidden Temple challenge. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of my one of my <laughs> questions was how many groups of people are on this island? Is many. It six? <laughs> <laughs> That's why this season is so nuts to be dropped into because there's just like it's so complicated. There there's so many four, layers. I think I've got it now. There's four right groups, now. right? There's yeah, three tribes. Yeah. And, and the edge of extinction. And those yeah, people you got are it. competing next week. So we're trying to figure out Jessica, who do you think the people who who have like Natalie and Rob have enough fire tokens to purchase advantages? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, or I think play. that Rob will get back in. Oh, what can that would blow up the world? That would be amazing. I just feel um, like he. I think also we got a lot of. I mean, who knows? But we got a lot of stuff in the edit about him having 
good and bad puzzle performances. And mm. so I feel like, I don't know. Natalie, it, how is Natalie at puzzles? I never watched a season with her. Uh, like, I know physically oh, she's yeah. incredible. You, she was on season 29, if you watch that. She was awesome on that. But I'm trying to remember with puzzles. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't know, and I don't know what, we don't know what the challenge will be. I, I don't remember what it was last season for Rick Devins to come back. And I think it was, it was. It was physical because oh, they wanted was, Joe to come back. They had that big triangle that they were trying to get, uh, you had to like maneuver a ball up. Like with pulleys, I feel like yeah, right. I feel like with all those extremely strong but strong in different way type players, it's got to be like what all the challenges have been like so far this season, half and half. It's got yeah, multi parted. Yeah, it's got. I was going to ask, what about Tyson? What about Tyson is really good at challenges and he's loaded up on peanut butter. Yeah. You know, what I wonder is what could the challenge be where Sandra will be like, damn it, I should have stayed in. Convincing oh. someone to corral a goat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I think she made the right call. If, what if the challenge is, is throwing fish into the woods. <laughs> she is she is good at puzzles. Sandra is good at puzzles. So if but I I just have to imagine there's gonna be a huge physical component to this challenge. Oh yeah, absolutely. They want like a big epic challenge because it's you're getting back in the game. That's got it's got to be big and epic, right? And do you think that yeah, they'll do I think like it, last? You think it will be? Do you think it'll be like last time where they let two people back in and that somebody else will come in at the end, or have they learned their lesson? God, I hope or, not. I, I'd like to think they learn their lesson, mm. but they want to keep all these people on the show, right? Yeah, they won't. They won't learn their lesson. They'll they, do it. They could just automatically be a part of the jury and then it's over. But maybe I'm, that's wishful thinking. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. I just feel like Rob has, I mean, those, he might be able to spend those three tokens really wisely. Um, yeah, I think so. We got to see the board, the menu of things they can buy. And I think when it comes to advantages to get back in the game, you can buy an advantage for one token, you can buy that. You can and you can do that up to three times. So you could get three stacked advantages, which to me says you get some sort of time advantage. That's you know you could if you spend one token, you get a ten minute head start. Two gets you twenty. It's probably not that obviously. So but everybody so. but Yule can buy one advantage, but Rob and Natalie can buy three. God, that really punishes the last person out. But that's an advantage is the first person out. Reason number 10,000. Well, right. Stupid. Yeah. Go, Go ahead, ahead, Jess. I think there's a chance that they have one more chance to gain a fire token, like the morning that Yule wakes up. And then, like, when Aubrey was there and she got to, like, practice some sort of, like, devil stick component of it, I feel like there could be something like that where there's one more way for people on Edge to get a token. And then potentially they'll say, like, if you want to spend one of your tokens on a peak, you can do that. As opposed to, like, it all being at the challenge, there might be a, a, a part where they can, like, practice something. That, yeah, that, that is that something they do, they've done in the past. Yep. Yep. I believe Keith Nail got uh, an advantage like that once. Yeah. Um, I would well, love Ethan to come back in the game, but that doesn't seem very likely. It doesn't 
Although it could be because they did have that whole scene with him talking to Parvati about how he's like struggling and he's worried that it's going to have an effect on his cancer treatment and all that business. It does seem like we're supposed to really we're supposed to really love Ethan. So maybe um, I think we're supposed to love him regardless. I know. I know. I agree. Um, (laughs) What if it's Amber? What if it's Amber? (laughs) Just somehow ends up back in the game. And then wins the whole season. And then wins. Yeah, she, she's going to be the the person who comes in at the last minute and wins, though. It'll be just a maximum disappointment. Um, all right. Uh, let's have see. We what covered else? It all? Uh, something else I wanted to. Just, we have not covered it all. There's one more thing I want to bring up because we all, as creatives, uh, have a we we share a similar experiences, which we get network notes, right? We get notes from people, <laughs> creative <laughs> notes, right? Oh, we what did do. you guys think? What did you guys think of the scene where uh, Michelle is giving Wendell notes? <laughs> and he's like, I, I don't appreciate think, being schooled. I, I, I that mean, was like the greatest window into why they definitely should have broken up. Yeah, right? And also, like, I did love Yule being like, it seemed like when I gave him the exact same criticism, yes. he took it well. What's the difference between you and I? Thank exactly. Uh huh. Um, it was so. Oh my god, that was maybe the most like tragic turn on Wendell moment for me to just be like, "You are so defensive in this moment," and her advice is good. People who make a ruckus at tribal put a target yeah. on their back. Um, so the fact that he was like, "Don't tell me how to play my game." Just like you, buddy, this is such a bad look for you. When you guys get notes from creatives, do you ever just like get really defensive and tell them uh, that you don't appreciate being schooled? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually what we do. And it tends to work really well because um, <laughs> in any sort of creative process, when someone gives you input, it's sort of best to just ignore it and sort of double down on what you are already doing. Yes, exactly. And definitely imply that they're dumb because they probably need to hear that from you. Definitely, yeah. definitely imply that they're dumb. And I think it, it really helps if you're a man and you're taking a note from a woman. It shows a lot of res- re- of a strength to just refuse that flat <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. Because there's nothing that a woman could possibly say to make it clear that you must that you already know everything there is to know that's right exactly yeah exactly exactly. yep okay Um, well we we covered that that's good that was that That was was also knowing nothing about wendell yeah that was the moment where i had decided that i really that it was part of why i was so shocked that uh yule um went bet went home or went to the edge of extinction i had to put coins in boxes because yeah. that that moment sucked so much that I was like, why does anyone want to keep this guy around? Because that yeah. to me, like that in and of itself is like sort of minor, but I feel like my brain connects it as like a red flag of so much other, like that behavior is so often tied to a bunch of other way more problematic stuff. It feels like it's the tip of an iceberg. Totally agree. And it's just, again, so shocking that we're getting this side of Wendell. This is this is a really, you know, this is a good reminder for those of us who are fans of the show and especially those of us that like interact with people from the show on Twitter or anywhere like a person is not their edit. That is their edit on the show is not a representation of who they are at all. Like 
Wendell is being edited to be a villain. Absolutely. Did he do these things? Yes. Did he do them back to back like that? So it looked really, really bad and sexist. No, he didn't. Those meetings were hours and hours apart and he wasn't thinking about how it was going to, they were going to be sandwiched together like this. Uh, was it bad? Definitely. But like, you know, everybody does shit that could be taken out of context on the show. Absolutely. So what you're saying is that Wendell's um, a piece of I mean, yes, that's very true. And it's true they can make a positive or negative edit for anybody. And some of his, what appeared very sexist, might have also been influenced by the fact that they were in a relationship together at some point, And maybe he wouldn't be that way with a different woman. Right. But it really looked crappy because... Oh, so bad. It, what she said was not not at all like you know i almost rewound back to be like did i miss something like right what, what did she say that was so offensive yeah i i agree with that um uh, and i'm not trying to like make excuses for wendell i'm just trying to say like it was made to appear oh probably yeah worse somebody's got to be the villain it was yeah, made to be good people... television exactly yeah. Exactly. And Wendell and Adam were both in their winning seasons had a golden portrayal in the edit. And now they're, you know, a villain and a buffoon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> how about Adam that? had a golden edit? No, he had well, moments of buffoonery. Yeah. He had, he, and well, I guess annoying. Like, we were, we were yeah. meant to like think he was a little annoying, I think. Which one's Adam? No, I Is think you're right. Okay, let me take that back. Deal? Adam was the one who was saying, uh, I'm positive that Ben or Sarah has an idol. And of and course. Oh, they yeah. Did. They made he him totally look like wrong. a big dummy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then on the next time on, by the way, he like he's definitely going to get uh, shit for this. But he's like making fun of Ben. And he like, do, do you remember that bit where on the next time on, he's like, Oh, Ben's trying to be oh, yeah. waving his hands around like, oh boy, Adam. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not smart. I, let me just amend what I said. It's not that he got a golden in it the last time around, but it was overall positive. It was that's true. Yeah, he yep. was. He made mistakes, but he could recover. He was playing with a lot of heart. He had the, the whole story with his mother who was dying, you know, and and you were meant to. He was, you know, sort of annoying, and he made some mistakes, but you were overall meant to like him. True. Yes. You're not meant to like him this time, that's yeah, for this sure. This time you're meant to think he's a big a big dummy, as Zach said. All right. Well, so on that note, before we move on to our segments, I want to just get a quick check in, Scott. Who do we think's now that Ewell's gone, who do we think's gonna win the season? Well, I mean, I kind of gave you those three trios that I'm looking at. I mean, I'm still thinking Sophie. Yeah. Her edit has been very strong. I we, think almost for sure it's a woman winner. I hope um, so. We just haven't seen as much of her this last couple weeks because the tribe won immunity both times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, she's also, I like got, that thought. She's got the idol that Adam was sure the other two had. I mean, that also speaks not just to him being uh, wrong, but to her playing it really well. If he didn't yeah. even suspect her. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Sophie's got a good shot for sure. Editorially, you know, who's come up big time for me is Michelle. The oh, fact yeah. that she has three times gotten to say the last time I was 
nobody respects my last win. This time I'm going to show that I, that I deserve it is like, Jesus, they are really shoving this down our throats. Like they want us, they want us to know that. I think she's the dark horse for sure. And she's definitely this season's Amber alert, even though more so than Amber. So I think she's got a real shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a term on this show called Amber alert, uh, Jess and Zach, which Uh, did you watch all stars, Jess? Um, Season seven, right? Eight, eight, no. Was it? I don't think eight. so. So we, we have a term called Amber Alert, and it, it's a reference to people getting abducted. She'll, no, it's, uh, you know, that reference. Uh, it's uh, Amber, who's on the season one All-Stars, and she really arguably shouldn't even have been cast on All-Stars because she didn't really do that much her first time out. And so an Amber Alert is someone who comes back to a returning player season and is maybe underestimated because they weren't a high profile player from the past. And Michelle is like basically the closest thing to a non high profile player we have on this season. I mean, yeah, I think that that's probably true. Also, I feel like Nick. Nick could be an Amber Alert. Absolutely. Although I don't think Nick is winning. No, no. no, I just think that like people will not, uh, pay attention to him. I think he could end up going far. Also, he had like, when he played the first time, he played pretty under the radar, then had some like emotional outbursts he had to recover from, and then played sort of like really well the last four days or five days. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I wonder what he like learned from that. He seems to be like involved in votes, but not making too much of a ruckus. He's like on the right side of votes. Um, but yeah, I'd like yeah. to see Michelle or Sophie do well. Or it depends if that that other four can take power. The um, Tony, Jeremy, Denise, Kim. Yeah. Someone from that tri- uh, quad, I think, could go really far. Yeah. I think Nick is definitely doing way better than we predicted before the season. We thought he would be an early an early boot. Well, yeah. And, I, and basically, I was... playing really well, but we're not getting the enough or the quality of content on him that makes me think he's got a shot to win. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we move on to our segments? We should. All right. Why don't we start with <laughs> we vote? Okay. Let's have the vote. The segment? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, I vote that Ryan goes on to introduce the segment. Okay. That's I I'll, I'll second that. I'm going to play my idol. <laughs> oh shit! And, <laughs> and I have an idle nullifier, so oh, all right. <laughs> all right. On, on to the segments. Then. Three fire tokens to get a bunch of. That was, just, that, was a, that that was just a very the, the classic yes and thank you, Jesse. You love it. All right, uh, <laughs> let's do our first segment. This is hold up, bro. Hold up, hold up. All right, hold up, bro. This is a segment uh, where we say the moment where you said, hold up, bro, and you had to rewind the video, your CBS All Access, your DVR, your VHS tape, whatever, to watch that section again. Um, and I have something in mind if you'd like me to start. But if anyone We'd else... We always has... like you to start, Ryan. Right, we so love I'll you. Start. Don't get I'll down start. on yourself. <laughs> so for me, it was, uh, again, as it often is, a moment where the music is important um and i know you're thinking i'm going to say that song with actual english lyrics at the end which i hated and i didn't want to rewind it because i don't want to hear that again um it's, it's a fine song i just don't like the placement when on the show that? i don't even yeah, that remember was crazy. A song with english lyrics when they were walking yeah. to tr- 
the sh- the yeah. like drone shot of them walking to tribal on the beach had like a standard rock song or something underneath it. Yeah, really you better oh, get wow. ready. It's oh, like that song that they do in commercial. Yeah, yeah I was exactly. probably uh, spouting off about something. Yeah, <laughs> didn't uh, exactly. Um, no, but mine was the moment where uh, where uh, Wendell is like thanks for schooling me or whatever. And he says, ironically, the music under there is like the biggest record scratch moment (laughs) in the whole episode. It's like, gets really dark and disturbing the music under that line. And it really, really emphasizes that moment um, in a really great way. So I wanted to see that again. Cause they've had a lot more music that I would describe as ominous. This, Yeah. Yeah. And it's cause Wendell is a real villain. (laughs) That, that asshole. I had a I had a moment that I did rewind a couple of times because I it was right at the beginning when the logs fell over and uh, <laughs> over on Extinction Island and like it was like Sandra was speaking and like the fire just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. floated mm-hmm. and I was just confused. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I was like, what's what's happening here? Yeah, usually they would edit that kind of thing out, but it was like a really, it was like some firewood popped and fell out of the fire in the middle of a sentence that they really wanted. Yeah. I felt like it was a weird, it was a weird choice. And Sandra was like, you're going to get burned. (laughs) Which which sounded like ADR, by the way. (laughs) It might have been. Could have been taken from, you know, season 20. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think mine would have been Yule explaining his uh, plan to Michelle because I straight up was like, what? What was How that even plan? No, work? guys, his plan, plan was not even a plan. What was the plan? No. I don't understand. How were they going to trick him into giving them? No, the it was... It was not a plan. His plan was literally what he wanted, just exactly what he wanted to do, which is the three of them vote for Wendell. That was his big plan. Oh. <laughs> Well, um, what was he talking about with the fire? Al- Sorry, go ahead, Zach. No, I think he was positing a situation in which, like, someone was like, would be like, "Hey, Wendell, if you give me a fire token, I you're on the you're in like thin ice. I will vote with you for someone else." And then they all also go vote Wendell off. Uh, oh, so he would get the fire. Oh, good call. Yeah, that might have been like he might have been able to try to barter for that token up front. Especially since like, Wendell had made that offer. It sounds like Travel. Zach understands. In, yeah, that's right. In the previous episode, you're right. It sounds like Zach understands this show better than the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> just just like fresh eyes. Explaining it was so com- was so like overly complicated. He didn't just you know he was like he's such a like statistician and can't turn it off. I was like, you need to say this in in like plainer language so that it doesn't sound as like intimidating. Yeah, and you can Speaking get her on board because I think she immediately was like, "Whoa, he's gonna make this harder than it needs to be." I didn't. I don't know if he is a statistician, but that is exactly what my moment was at the very end at Tribal Council, I believe it is called, when it seems like someone in the show is like, "Hey, Yule, can you really sell us on why?" Fire tokens are a good and interesting thing that we're really happy we introduced, and the viewers are also <laughs> like sort of remind everyone yeah. why it's so exciting and how it changes the game economy, and sort of like really sell everyone on it. And he does it, and it's like the most boring and nothing thing I've ever heard. And yeah, 
for a thing that like I wasn't because like again coming into just this episode, I was like, well, I assume they're for something, but no one seems to know what they're for. It sounds like they do know. There's like a list of things they can get from them. Yeah, yeah. He basically has this moment where he's just like, okay. And like, it's really interesting because we've basically created this economy within an economy and that changes the economy outside of the economy. (laughs) So now there's two, like it was just what he was saying was smarter than what I just said, but it was still like, what is this moment of the show? Yeah. You know, that was like such a, yeah, that was a moment where I was like, oh, Yule might be going because they were really trying to tell us the story that Yule is too smart for his own good and like his ideas are too cute by half and oh, and people yeah. are worried that he's going to like try to run the game because he has all the ideas or whatever. Um, but you're right. It was also used as a tool to sell the viewer on why fire tokens are awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so interesting and really changed the game. Yeah. <laughs> The game has they been changed. Good, they got a good name. Yeah. I will say this: the t- the t- not knowing what it meant at all, and just watching him like walk away and then put two coins in two different boxes <laughs> with the names of people on them was extremely good television for me. <laughs> I was like, "What is this box? What does he just curse these two women? I don't know what's happening." <laughs> I love it. I love it. So did you have a hold up bro moment or was that it? Cause that, no, that was, was a good, that was, yeah. that was it. great. Good, 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 uh, good segue. Um, all right, let's move on to our next segment. This is ill regrets. What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get ill regrets. All right. Ill regrets. This is the person you think will have ill regrets about a choice they made, something they did in the game, and you cannot choose Yule for obvious reasons. Um, I think Wendell's going to be like, oops. Um, yeah, we said Wendell last week. Everyone I know. On. Every last week we're all like, Wendell. Wendell yeah. will be gone <laughs> next week. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I think I he's mean, gonna know that this is not. I think he's like a young and savvy enough guy to be like, "Oop, this is is not a good look." I what? hope so. Jeez. Well, I think by yeah. now, the, what's Wendell's what's when what's Wendell's ex girlfriend's name? Michelle. I think she's gonna regret not voting Wendell off in that moment. That was. I think she's. Been yeah, like, that's. It seems like she's been tossing when to get rid of him, and I think that. I think that the, I think that that was it because I don't think he's going to be an ally for her once there's a whole once that once it gets like infinitely more complicated. Yeah, see, that's I'm pretty good you. for non-watcher Zach. Yeah, I'm impressed. Hey, good <laughs> call. Well, see, I'm, I'm with you, except that it's been edited all along to make us think that she's going to triumph over him. So I'm torn. I want to pick her for that she'll regret voting Wendell out, but. I have to think she's eventually going to come to her senses and, and get him out. I agree with that. All, yeah. all the sweeter television. Yeah, that's good TV. And, you know, but but at that point, Scott, she may be losing an ally, you know, like yeah. don't you will would have been an ally to her potentially. Probably not, though, because you will you will was going to go back with Sophie for sure. And Sarah, it looks like. But he seemed willing to, you know, I think Yule is fairly loyal. So I think he he might have brought her along. 
that maybe she yeah. didn't want to get brought along. I don't know. I mean, if she's banking her game on being, because she's mentioned, you know, Wendell thinks it's going to be him and me to the end. Like, clearly they have some sort of alliance. And yeah, I, very I clearly. really hope she's not banking on he's my ride or die for this game. I thought you were going to say, I really hope she's not banging Wendell. <laughs> well, that I have no preference over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she can uh, bang whoever she wants. Yeah. My ill regrets is going to be Tony because he like put Denise on blast in front of everyone. He's like, oh, you're a big target now. I'm going to tell everyone about how big of a target you are. And I just don't think that coming from Tony, that's going to A, be that believable or like, you know, something that is going to matter to people and be like telling the person that you're going to throw under the bus, that you're going to throw them under the bus is never a good idea. Right. In some Unless way, though, he was complimenting throw them her. under the bus. What was that, Zach? Unless you then don't throw them under the bus. Yeah, then it's fair the enough. Greatest trick. <laughs> <laughs> then she'll be grateful to him. But, but I, but in his way, and I think they understood that. I think they see him a little cl- like a clown. And I think he was sort of complimenting her. Well, he definitely was complimenting her. I I just think it was a mistake. Like there's certain compliments you don't want to make uh, because it makes you an enemy of the person you're complimenting, In the, especially right. in Survivor. Like so many times we've seen people go like, oh, I love this person. They're great uh, in front of the whole tribe and the jury. And then that person is like, Ugh, shut up. Yes. You know? right. Yeah. I don't because know. Because it put the target who... on your back? Yeah, because you don't want to be too likable or too good. Basically, the person who wins the game is the person who was not too much of anything, is is what Rob Sesternino always says. Like, mm. you want to be the person who's the middle of the road at everything. So that means, like, don't be too likable or they'll vote you out. Don't be too villainous or they'll vote you out. Uh, you know, or you can't win at least. Don't be too dominant, but also don't be too weak. Um, exactly. Yep. There's a there's a mean YouTube comment about me that suggests that I might be very good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Zach. I'm sorry it, about it's the, the, it's the again. It, I'm sorry, I wrote. That. Hey, hey, it's okay. I am a I am a flavorless nothing man. Is that what it said? <laughs> oh my god! I, I was just I was called a flavor. I was called a flavorless nothing man online, and it stuck with me because it is one legitimately such a good burn, and two, I think it's just very very funny. Um, it is it's funny, just but not it's, a. I don't know. It was like it's a little redundant, though. I mean, flavorless and nothing. I think that's part of what I like about it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it tells yeah. me a lot about the poster, you know, because yeah. not just anyone you, would make that comment. It just makes me wonder what would a flavorful nothing man be like. You know, Sometimes a joke is funny because it desperately needs to be punched up. Right. Yeah. Like, that's why this is funny. <laughs> like, like he's kind of like a nothing kind of a guy, but he's got to admit he's got a lot of flavor. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh this, man! But this particular nothing man, no flavor at all. <laughs> this Jessica, who today on nothing men, some who, have flavor. <laughs> Jessica, who do you think will have some ill regrets? I said Wendell. Oh, you did too. You yeah. chimed in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yep, well, we got that. Cut that out because I can never be made to see. Nope. Well. What? Nope. <laughs> 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 my manager. 
My managers are listening. (laughs) (laughs) What will my managers say? (laughs) Yep. Maybe if if your manager emails me and asks me to cut it out, maybe I'll do it. Ryan Dan Spilo. All right. <laughs> have we, has everyone said any ill regrets? I think so, right? I didn't really commit to one because I'm torn between want? Wendell and Michelle. So uh, I'll go with Nick. Should have kept you. <laughs> yeah, good one. All right. Let's move on to our final segment Getting Loud. We only like it if it's loud. We only like it if it's loud. Go! I can get loud too. What the f- all right, who got loud this week? Who stood out in a good way? Who do you think was the most greatest, awesomest player of the of the episode? Could be for any reason. Does not have to be just because they were a mastermind or whatever. right. Like last week, I chose Tyson for saying the word tinkle. Right, exactly. So you can you know, any any reason is good enough. And I'll st- I'll start. Uh, I I thought Michelle got loud this week, and the reason why is because honestly, I thought she was going to be voted out. Like those three guys have been nothing but super tight until now. Yeah. So how did she? Do- I mean, she did. She dodged the bullet. How did she do it? We weren't really told that. But I'm going to give her a ton of credit for doing it because I thought for sure she would be the person gone. Uh, and the fact that she wasn't even in the discussion to me is like. She got seriously loud. She's um, been a bigger say, character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Bigger character say, this season than than her winning season. Sorry, Jessica. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, and I think they're doing that very purposely. Even if she doesn't win, I think like to cement her as more of a, a three dimensional player than we thought she was. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say Sandra for knowing herself and knowing her truth. Love it. <laughs> I'm applauding you. <laughs> because I, I was, thinking, and I was thinking of that too. I am. I I was thinking of that. I know this is. Yeah. The last if you're time coming to our podcast, oh, go for it. Yeah. If you're coming to our podcast to look for us to call Sandra a quitter and that uh, you know it's tarnishing her legacy, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> or did you? Because now, I think now, Sandra I'm... will have ill regrets for leaving the show. I think that will greatly oh. inhibit uh, her ability to win. A twist. Yeah. The next challenge is going to be burning hats in a fire. That's going to be uh, <laughs> to get back in the game. Damn it! I think that uh, <laughs> I, I I think Michelle's been getting loud all season, but because I was torn as to whether she should have gotten rid of Yule or not, I'm going to say this week for me, uh, I'm going to say Boston Rob for sprint for sprinting up the hill immediately yeah. and finding the three tokens despite being portly <laughs> and concealing them from everybody except probably Amba. I got to say I was disappointed that that ended up being basically a foot race. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not in I favor like of the He has names for for all the places up the hill where the things were <laughs> yeah. where the things were hidden. He's like, this one was in the flat rock, and this one was in the good tree. And this one <laughs> it felt very hundred acre woods to me in a way. Like, You're right. Yeah. This was a lookout point. <laughs> yeah, it was an inspiration. And this point. one was at the. This one was in the Kissing Canyon. Um, <laughs> I, what was the name of the woman who uh, saved the rice for everyone? Amber. 
That's my. I think Amber got lava saving that right. <laughs> yeah, she, everyone's yeah. gonna be happy. They she got, got loud later on. Yes, she got yeah. loud by staying quiet. Yep, love it. Uh, love love it. it. Wow. Well, I think I think we've said it all. Yeah. Well, we do need to ask Zach. I mean, it, I think the writing's on the wall here, but I we need, need to ask you already. But go ahead. <laughs> do you have any intention of continuing to watch Survivor after this, Zach? Ryan, I do not. However, <laughs> okay. I'm glad that I spent some time with it. I feel like I better understand you. I feel like I better understand Jessica. Uh, Scott's still inscrutable to me, but I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, One day. I had a. I had a. I'm. I'm really glad I watched it. I feel like it's a cultural touchstone. Everyone should watch one to see if it's for you or not. Um, I feel like I'm going to understand way more about what Jessica is talking about now a lot of the time, which is sort of good for our working relationship. Um, but I think it's I think it's not for me. Fair enough. But I will check in with interest to see what happens because now I am sort of tangentially and I am like tangentially invested in a lot of reality <laughs> TV. I'm not a big reality TV person in general, but like, I'll check in if I saw like five seconds of the bachelor or if I've watched, you know, part of the first season of love Island, I'll be like, what happened to Amber other Amber? Is she on Broadway now? How is she doing? I worry yeah. about her. Um, yeah. There, I, I totally get that. There's reality shows that I don't really want to watch, but I like to sort of follow the, the sort of narrative around them, the discussion around them online and stuff. I like to know what happens. Um, and so, so I totally get that. Yeah. So will you just check, like, just kind of ask Jessica, is that how you plan to do yeah, it? I'm going to wait till I hear Jessica already talking about it and then I'll make her sort of elaborate in a way that answers what I'm interested in. That seems okay. fair. Happy to. I'm so glad that we've been able to perform that service for your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Jessica, will you continue to watch Survivor after this episode? Oh yeah, I sure will. We got one, Scott. <laughs> we, we didn't lose her. What if like went into today loving the show, but after talking to you idiots for two hours, I said, "What am I wasting my life for?" Yeah. Um, well, to be to be fair, Zach, I think you're in the majority of most of our guests. Most of our guests are kind of like ambivalent about it, so you're right in the wheelhouse. Occasionally, we get someone who's like, "I fucking love this." Now I'm hooked. Last and occasionally, week. we get someone who's like, "I really resent that you made me watch this." So. I feel. I feel like what season is this? Twenty eight. Forty. Forty. Oh my god! And there's how many a year? <laughs> Two. Two. It's been going Two. for forty years. <laughs> Twenty years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel years. like if you're if you if this show is like really your jam and this is this podcast is the only thing that's alerting you to that that's a public service. But well, I get why most our, people walk away last and like, week. Yep. Our guest last week, the great Allie Gertz, huh. uh, declared her intention to watch every single season. She loved it. Wow! Well, say this now is the time. Never seen it. <laughs> Now's the time. Yeah, exactly. It is, yeah. If you need something to binge, 40 seasons of one of the best shows ever on television is uh, a good place to start. I can't believe this show started right. in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think it looks 90s. There's a reason. Um, it's ahead of the time. Yeah. The, reason, the, reason, the reason for the record of why it looks 90s is because tribal art was huge in the 90s, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. And bone pen. I preferred it in the eighties when it was all about breakdancing. They had the yeah, breakdancing and Wall Street. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Okay, we've said it all. We have. But where um, can we find our guests on on the internet so that we can continue to follow their their exploits, their, their, their every wit, move, their energy, their love, their zest for life, their comedy? So definitely check out Off Book Podcast. It's amazing, especially if you like improv, you like musicals. It's per- the perfect combination of the two and actually what what you guys do on that is truly mind-blowing like every episode i'm like how the f did you do that so definitely check that out thanks ryan Ryan. you can listen to it in your podcast or listen to um there's like 140 of them uh you can listen to zach and i along with an in-house band and a guest improvise a musical um, and if they want to listen to just the Survivor episode, what number is it? Do you know? Uh, it's that? behind that? the paywall, sadly. So you'll need to uh, have a Stitcher Premium account. But now is a good time to get that because you can get it free True. with the promo code off book. And then that is episode Hungry Lost Survivor Games um, with Beth Appel. And wow. those words so, will help so, you find it. So we <laughs> just do the, pro, the promo code off book or off book podcast. What is it? Just off yeah, book. I think just off, off book. book. All right. That's a great deal. Exclusive for our 37. listeners. <laughs> a little squeezy. A little squeezy. Episode that... 37 is the one you should start okay. with. All right. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And on, what about, uh, can uh, we find you guys on the Twitters or anything like that? Um, I'm technically still on Twitter, but it's uh, it's not much. I, you can follow me on Instagram at just Jess McKenna. I am at all platforms at Zach Reno, R-E-I-N-O, including recently. Now, I, now I'm now i a professional Twitch streamer that only plays Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Oh, my God, really? Friends. Yep, I make millions of dollars just playing Animal Crossing. And, uh, yep, so that's my all life right. now. I'm going to tune that's in. That's my quarantine life is. It's lots of fun. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. Island thank life you guys is so much for joining us. Yes, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was fun. Thanks for having us. Thank you for um, inoculating me to this virus that is surviving <laughs> by exposing me to it. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Scott, until next time. Until next time, Ryan. Take care. Later. The tribe has spoken. Now I'm going to put out your little lamp with my lamp stopper.